What is up, y'all? Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. That was, of course, the rock and theme of Tony Storm. Very Barracuda sounding, like heart. I think it was definitely inspired by heart. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pro Wrestling Show tonight. We're going to be talking about pro wrestling, news, gossip, what have you. We're going to be taking your calls. We're going to have guests. We're going to talk about shows that have happened, some of the results from Impact Wrestling. We're going to be talking about some upcoming shows like tonight's Dynamite. If you're excited about that, I would love to hear from you. Love to hear you call in. In fact, let me, uh, I'll go ahead and open up the caller queue now. If anybody wants to call in, because we're just going to rock and roll here. I got a returning special guest. Go ahead, introduce yourself. How's it going? Hey, it's uh, William. Um, yeah, I was here in, uh, uh, what was it, January, I think? February, something like that. Too long, too yeah, long. Yeah, I was still, it was, I, I bought a house since then. So oh, shit. <laughs> Congratulations, like a, it was the last one. It was the last, you might be the last person that could uh, do that. I think you Oh could. my God, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, I seriously, I may be the final person who can pull that off. I really am. Um, I think with Tony Storm too, uh, I think, I think the other band that that's probably influenced by is Girl School. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, uh, he said it was influenced. It was like Barracuda as interpreted by several other bands. So there were, there yeah. were other influences in, in there. Yeah, uh, definitely. But yeah, it's fucking rocking. That's it's probably, it, I think it shot to the, my favorite theme song, but wait, what's your favorite theme song right now? Right now. Um, that's a good question. It, it's weird. I kind of, I kind of, it all, they all kind of blend together sometimes. Some of them, I, I think that AEW is, I much think that's a problem. Yeah. I think that AEW is much more distinct in that they actually pay for songs. So like, you know, Jungle Boy has, um, I forget the name of the artist. It's like a Italian disco song, yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and, you know, punk has, you know, living color, uh, living fun fact about living color, living color was the first band I ever saw stage dive at. Oh, I can believe that. How, man, how, how far back was that? When was that? That was, it was either 88 or 89. Oh shit. At, there was an MTV spring break. It wasn't the one the bad brains played. I think that was the year before. Um, and the dude from Living Color did like a flip into the crowd, and then a couple people in the crowd dove too. And I remember I was like nine, ten years old, and I'm like, "What? Wait, what? Hold on here. <laughs> what? Wait, oh, they're doing flipping sentons. Yeah, I guess. Like, what, I guess what, they. What, what, what is this now? And, and, <laughs> you know, a couple of years later, the you know the first time I get like a knee in the face at a hardcore show, it was like, oh yeah, okay, I get it, I get it now. But it just like blew my mind that that his the singer's his name is Corey I think, um, and he just was like flying all over the place and I'm like whoa bands can do that like that's a lot like it's legal like <laughs> yeah absolutely well we're just jumping around we can talk any kind of wrestling you want callers yeah, feel free to my, my call it oh no we're we're go, we're going down the rabbit hole because you mentioning uh you know the the mashup of music and professional wrestling one of the biggest news stories now i know we don't talk wwe related stuff on culture too much but this one is kind of big this is bigger than wwe actually 
This might be the biggest wrestling story of our lifetimes, depending on how things pan out and how they make this. But Bad Bunny is set to star as superpowered hero uh, El Muerto in the Sony Marvel Spider-Man villain universe. Now, for now, for the people who don't know the history in the cinema of Luchador uh, films, that may seem a bit odd, but I'm actually shocked that it's taking this long for there to be a big-budget uh, professional wrestling superhero movie, especially a Luchador, because there's such a long history of that. Yeah, I mean, El, you know, El Santo being the, the, the biggest one, um, and a lot of those El Santo films weren't... Um, uh, you know, like dubbed for English. I think there's, I think it's like four or five of them. Um, uh, one of them was on Mystery Science Theater, uh, uh, the Vampire Women one, um, where El Santo's way of beating them at the end is like the sun comes up and all the vampires die. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's very funny. But El Santo, you know, those films were, were like massive films. Yeah, and, huge. And it's really huge. surprising that they haven't been remade. Yeah, it's surprising they haven't been remade. It's it's shocking that WWE didn't make one of these with Rey Mysterio, you know, 15 years ago. It's absolutely baffling to me, especially since they were uh, at different times very committed to that market. Right, right. And they were always trying to get into Hollywood, but they never thought. But every time they tried to get into Hollywood, they would be like, "Oh, who should we get to star in? Uh, A guy who looks like a uh, like a Marine, Uh, The Miz, uh, Randy Orton, John Cena." Well, I guess John Cena. (laughs) John Cena, I guess, ended up working out not for WWE. I think he kind of tanked his WWE movies and became much better in his non WWE stuff. Yeah, that's pretty funny that he did that. I saw a clip the other day of. Well, I guess it was like a month ago now, probably, of um, is is whatever that film that has Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch in it. I haven't. Wait a minute. Let me see this. Let me look this up. Yeah. Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch yeah, are I mean, in a movie? Yeah. I don't know if it's an actual WWE production, but. It, the Marine Six. Holy yeah. shit. There's six Marines. Dude. The are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Dialogue was fucking atrocious. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. Let's. Go. I'm gonna pull it up. Search him. All right, we got Becky Lynch checking the Miz. Oh, she's like a mercenary holding the Miz hostage. His daughter. Let's see who we're dealing with here. The Miz does look handsome enough to be a movie star. I have to say in this. Sure, Luke Trapper. Even Shawn Michaels, he has kind of character actor face. Jake Carter, EMT. Owen, would you look at that? Both of you are soldiers. How cute. Becky Lynch, a little bit TV acting. I have to say, Becky Lynch feels very TV to me. I'm sorry. I actually thought she would be kind of a natural. She's kind of TV. A lot of, um, like, the last three minutes of all those Chicago blank shows on USA before soccer on the weekend. Yes. And I, I can't even describe how painful just like two Something. minutes of those shows is <laughs> the acting is it's, it's worse than that yes um but i am actually shocked because the miz looks good Shawn michaels looks good i don't know if their acting is any good in this but i don't know a better uh, a better production company would have uh, maybe made something out of this or made one of you know brave mysterio eddie guerrero one of the or 
my God, uh, what was his name? The Sin Cara, the original one. Yeah, they the, the real Sin Cara. Yeah, they didn't want to, they want they didn't want to wrestle for some reason. Make some goddamn movies with him. He was a yeah. huge, huge star. Well, that that makes me think too. How did they never get into like real animation, and not like that like camp WWE silly stuff, but like real like Rey Mysterio? You could do yeah. like an anime thing with him. You could have Saturday morning, WWE Saturday morning cartoons with any of the yeah. popular Hell, you could have characters. Made, remade an El Santo film with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done so much stuff, but they, it's it's so weird. It's like all this stuff is in front of them, but instead they're like, no, we want Triple H to be in Blade. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about because you know I remember you talking about Blade on 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 Struggle Session, and so I rewatched those films a while ago, and um, I had not seen them since I had not seen the first one since it came out, and that one's it's pretty good. And then, yeah, somebody mentioned, like, oh, yeah, uh, Hunter's in one of the other ones. So I was like, oh, I got to see this. I got to see this. And, man, it's way worse than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's a ve- it's a very bad movie. I like I really like Blade 2 is pretty cool. It's not my. Yeah, Blade 2 is yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty f- sweet. I, I, I watch it a lot. I, I, I kind of, I, I guess maybe I'm less. Everybody says Blade 2 is better than Blade 1. It's not true. I'm sorry. It's not true. Yeah. Blade One is better, but Blade Two is pretty cool. But Blade Three is just like a bad movie, like one of those movies that you wish like just did not get made at all, really. And it's, it's just sad. Like that was how Blade in it as like a like the failed startup of Triple H's you know movie career. I, I imagine I imagine Triple H as vampire being a rejected WrestleMania entrance. I that know Stephanie crosses off the whiteboard <laughs> at some point and just goes, "No, no, 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 we're not doing that." Well, we're jumping around here, and folks, feel free to call in at absolutely any time. But I was uh, this is jumping back a ways now because I didn't get a chance to talk about it when it happened. But can we talk a little bit about the fact that Vince McMahon? Within like two months, period, fired both of his sons from his company. Both of them, his son-in-law and his actual son. His actual son got fired, fired. His son-in-law was just kind of demoted and given, you know, not as many responsibilities. They they fired all his buddies. Yeah, they fired all his friends and all the people who he worked for and shuddered um, basically – his NXT operation for people who don't know Triple H was in charge of WWE's developmental system called NXT. It was a huge investment from them. You can see all these like PR pieces and stuff. Like we build a performance center as eight rings and state of the art equipment and yada, yada, yada. And now we don't have to even worry about going to this or that place to find wrestlers because we can train them here, build them here, build them from scratch. But at a certain point, Triple H got charge of it, and he kind of went away from that and did start bringing in all these indie guys, indie talent, and tried to make NXT basically an indie killer type show for WWE to have, where they would have all the guys that were on Ring of Honor having Ring of Honor style matches, but under the WWE umbrella. He also used it to expand in the UK and made some footholds there. There were even plans for it to do in Japan, 
But at a certain point with the rise of AEW, uh, Vince McMahon apparently said, fuck that. We're just going to be building. We built this performance center and we're going to use it for the purposes stated, which is building uh, wrestlers from scratch. And we don't need any of these indie guys anymore. And that was just seems to me like it was like a succession level betrayal from Vince of his son-in-law. And then a few, I, I guess it was a little bit later at Royal Rumble where he fires Shane McMahon basically for being against type because Shane McMahon is known as the McMahon that's nice, that's personable, but apparently he was just a complete asshole during this uh, run uh, of his where he wanted to book himself in the Royal Rumble match as a performer to basically look better than everyone in the of the actual wrestlers, and that rubbed a lot of people uh, the wrong way, and he just got straight up let go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really wild. I I feel so bad. I caught a couple minutes of NXT one week, and I feel so bad for these performers that they because they're performers, they're not wrestlers at this point. Yes, WWE. I, I feel so bad for them that they're a lot of them are so green, and they it's... should really be doing what NXT used to do. Which was go around Florida, do the loop, and and build some reps. They got to level up these people. Yeah, like the stuff they're putting on. It well, I did. She meant should mention that before NXT TV had some you know high experienced wrestlers putting on some decent matches from what I understand. But now it's just like a mixed bag of people. A lot of people who are simply not ready to be on TV. And it's really unfortunate for them. First of all, it's dangerous. It's like just straight up dangerous. dangerous. And it's not like, I'm not talking hypothetically dangerous. I mean that WWE has an extremely long history of putting wrestlers who are not ready in the ring and it causes injury to themselves or other people. Speaking of Shawn Michaels. Yes. So I have an NXT clip that I have to play about how unprepared some of these people are. And this is something that they WWE put out as a digital exclusive. I don't know why you go out of your way <laughs> to release this. But please give a listen. And it's, it's, it's so unfortunate. It feels like we're going to be picking on this poor woman who is just trying to be a wrestler. Her name is Casey Cantazaro. At least it was. Uh, because the edict did come down that everybody has to change their name to something that they that isn't their real name or something that they didn't use before they came to NXT. And so now uh, this is Casey Catanzaro uh, explaining why her name is now Katana Chance. Please uh, give this a listen and tell me if you understand what this means. Everyone knows me as Casey Catanzaro, and that is me, but there are parts of me that people haven't seen, except maybe Caden, where I get to do what I want. And that's like shooting back straight whiskey and letting loose. And Caden isn't the only one that could party and shake a little something. <laughs> that is Katana Chance, and that is the energy that I'll be bringing to NXT from now on. Um. Okay. <laughs> Wow. You know, it, it's weird with her. You know, she, and I, I just looked it up just to confirm that I was talking about the right person. She's someone who was a known name before she went into wrestling. She was uh, one of the people on that American Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior, show. yeah. 
Yeah, so like she has like a real, you know, I'm just I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. She was an NCAA gymnast. She won some stuff on and on. Oh, she didn't make. She made it to the finals, I guess, of it. But I remember her name being like really pushed a lot because she had like a big social media thing, I guess. And so that's like really wild that they would change her name, but. They have a history of this. There's another exclusive video that was suggested to me on YouTube once of AJ Styles talking about when he first signed, how Hunter called him one day and said they were thinking about changing his name. What? They almost changed Samoa Joe's name, too, apparently. Yeah, I I remember. Well, I, I think initially they were thinking about this is before he signed with WWE when he signed, actually chose to sign with TNA, Umaga was supposed to be Samoa Joe originally. Uh, that was the gimmick. Really? That, yeah, that was the gimmick they had ready for Joe, and Joe inexpli- uh, ended up signing with TNA with instead TNA, of WWE. Right. Yeah, because at the time, it was Punk, uh, Joe, and Danielson. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, they're going, they're going, and probably going to WB, but Joe ends up going to TNA. TNA, yeah. Interesting. But yes. yeah, they, they tried to change AJ's, too, and... And AJ, he plays it off in the video. He's just saying, laughs it off. Like, oh, well, you know, there's problem here. I have this big AJ tattoo that uh, <laughs> you're going to have to work around that, man. So that's not going to work out, probably. But he's just that's... like, I can't believe this dude that, like, he's been wrestling for 20 years. And they're, they're going to try to change his name? And that's actually wild, especially because AJ Styles was coming on as, like, the hottest wrestler, the hottest period. in Nakamura. Like in like so hot, it was when WWE even WWE fans were paying attention to New Japan and knew yep. who these guys yep. were. Yep. That's the only reason they signed him, from what I understood. Like, why would you sign? Why would you sign him and not have him be exactly who he was? And they and against type, they actually did do that in AJ's uh, in in AJ's case. And I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't watch a lot. Of, I didn't watch any of AJ's stuff in WWE. But I was surprised that they gave him a little run. I was actually I didn't expect that. And I certainly wouldn't have like if he had signed with them like you know five years before that, ten years before that, because they've been trying to sign him like the entire time uh, he was in TNA, maybe even before. And he turned he turned yeah I remember he turned down a developmental deal with them to work with TNA. So they they've been trying to get him for 15 years. Why would you even consider changing his name if yeah. this is the guy you've wanted for that long? And, and it's weird, too, when they brought him in, you know, because he signed and then and, and Nakamura signed right around the same time. That when they brought in AJ, he debuted at the Royal Rumble and they were hyping him up. I remember the line very specifically. One of the announcers said, and I couldn't believe they said this, but they were like, yeah, he's a former IWGP champion, just like yeah. Lesnar is. And it was like, whoa, okay. Uh, Okay, that that's interesting that you're 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 going with that angle. Yeah, WWE is so weird because there are moments where they do you know open and so, like there was a, a time where they used to report like indie show yeah, results yeah. on WWE.com until very recently. Yes. Yeah, there was this brief, and it was when Ring of Honor was really hot, and yep, people yep. were really talking about Ring of Honor, and so WWE was like, "Why don't you post the results on our website so people are." showing up here to get ring of our results and people it was so it was so wild and it seemed like 
and that's more of the thing i guess i guess that's more what AEW end up being a big mainstream promotion that actually does work with uh, other promotions on that we have to talk about the big news AEW new japan forbidden door what do you think of the show june 26th live on pay-per-view at the united center do you think this show is like a big deal or do you think this is just catering to the sad um toxic male fan base of aew well as a as a as a toxic male um uh part of that fan base um so i'm told uh i think it's really cool i i think that this is what these companies should always be doing uh you know you know last time i was on the show we talked a lot about territory wrestling and you know, people would bounce around territories. They do four months, six months, a year, and then yes. to the next to the next place. And you know, bringing people in and cycling in fresh people, I, I really think that's the best approach here. One of the things that really killed WWE for me when I started rewatch, I started rewatching when the network started. Because I, okay. I, I wanted to watch all the old stuff because they had like Mid-Atlantic and, and Crockett and all the stuff I want to watch. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll watch Raw. And the thing that burned me out so fast on Raw was, oh, okay, I got to watch another Miz match. Okay, I got to watch another Dolph Ziggler match. Okay, I got to watch, you know, before all the better women came in, you know, these the, the, the people that like are just not ready for TV. Yeah. Every week, every week. And and so in AEW, it's great. You know, you don't see people all the time or they're on dark. They're on dark elevation. They're, you know, off doing something else. You know, you know so you don't get that. I mean, the only and you can you also do, see them in other promotions. Yeah, you see I, them like, elsewhere. You'll see, yeah, Sammy and, and, and Ty Conti were just down in Mexico. FTR were just in Mexico. And the, yeah. and and uh, even like smaller promotions like Thunder Rosa, tons of indie shows. You yeah, know? Moxley's going to Defy, um, uh, whenever that is. Um, hey, that's a cool thing too. That Defy is going to be on Pluto. Oh, I hadn't even heard that news. That's yeah, awesome, so actually. I love Pluto yeah. TV. I love. There have been, there have been rumor. Yeah, I, I know. I love Pluto too. I really do. Folks, y'all gotta get on Pluto. It's yeah, not, not even just for the rest. It's like the best thing. You might even like cancel whatever cable if you still yeah, there, if you have cable. Two, you might cancel your YouTube TV because it is just free TV. It's, yeah, it's there good. are two. There are two apps you absolutely have to download, and they are Tubi and Pluto. Yeah, they are wonderful. Pluto has all these cool channels and to be you know has all these sci-fi films and it has all films. every time i look up a movie yeah. obscure movie i hear about it and try to find it it's not only Tubi anything else but to be so many obscure noir films that just i don't know where they even got some of these they're so obscure uh yeah. it's it's an awesome app but yeah um there have been rumors for a while that pluto was going to start doing wrestling stuff because they have they have an impact channel and a triple a channel oh yeah and show like random stuff and i i do have to i'm glad you mentioned impact because i do have to evangelize a little bit about impact i have become impact peeled i have gone from number one tna hater 
in the world to fully impact people. I am subscribed to their YouTube channel. I would tell everyone within the sound of my voice it's worth the 99 cents. You get tons of wrestling. You get impact every week, which is good. I just watched the, I watched the pay-per-view that they just had live. I, I can't even, I can't imagine these words are coming out of my mouth. I watched the impact pay-per-view live. It was amazing. It was awesome. I, and I do want to say impact has been good for years, but it's been quite a journey uh, to get here. And it just, the show was really good. Um, Josh Alexander finally captured the world title from Moose, which has been a six month long story and probably one of the most intense in all of professional wrestling. Moose was like showing up to his house. Yeah. They were fighting. The, 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 they were, the families were fighting. The kids were getting involved. It was freaking crazy. All right. But, yeah, Josh Alexander is really good. Uh, I, I really like him. He's such a great wrestler. Such a great wrestler. I'm so glad he came back uh, to wrestling. And he's he's so good. And I think and I love seeing him with that title. I think a lot of people... I think you need to go out of your way to see him in Impact. Because you actually don't see him in that many places. Impact has a lot of talent. I mean, speaking of switching out talent, a Impact has brought in a lot of people from WWE, from New Japan, from all these different promotions, from Ring of Honor, a ton of people from Ring of Honor that you won't see in AEW, and they've just they, and they've made great signings like Mike Speedball Bailey, who was in the X Division uh, title match, which actually Ace Austin won. Another great wrestler that you might not see anywhere else. You had uh, Tomo Hiro Ishii and Jonah have a massive match, which Ishii actually won. I got he actually got to get a W. Uh, on state side. Yeah, it's good to see him finally win a match here in America. Uh, you had Tasha Steele's uh, retain versus Rosemary in a very good match, but maybe my favorite match was Deanna Parazu versus Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie, so far, my wrestler of the year, comes back and wins the AAA Reina de Reina's title, which she technically never lost. Every time I see Taya Valkyrie, she's just putting on a fun match. She's having the time of her life. She's doing death matches. She's doing intergender matches. She's doing all sorts of different styles. She's having a blast. And I'm just looking at this. And I can't imagine how WWE couldn't make this woman, who is a star and one of the best in the world, like a, a star for them. It's just absolutely baffling to me. But I'm so happy for her. Her and Deanna had an absolutely great match. I would highly recommend people check out, uh, check that out. And check out Impact and watch Taya Valkyrie. Because she's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, Impact also has a has a really good relationship with AAA. And the best uh, Taya matches I've seen were actually on AAA oh, yeah. shows. Where she's wrestling like Fabi Apache, Lady Shawnee. You know, people like that. Yeah. And, 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 always, and like you were saying, she always seems like she's just having a blast doing whatever she's doing. Yes, absolutely. Love to see it. And, and I mean, Jay White was on the show. Everybody's going crazy for Switchblade. You get the most Switchblade in Impact. So I, I got people, you got to check out Impact. You got to give it a also get a plug in for um, AAA, uh, Triple Mania is. Oh, yes. Coming end. up. Yeah, coming up this weekend. I don't really know much about the card. Triple A is chaos usually in those regards, but um, that's usually those are usually very good shows. They'll oh have, yeah, you know some pretty spectacular matches. A couple of years ago, uh, I believe it was twenty. It was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Uh, my match of the year was on one of those uh, Triple Mania shows. The Doctor Wagner, uh, uh, the real bloody like retirement match. 
All right. So make sure to check out Triple Mania if you have a chance. How much is it? Is it is it still like twenty bucks? I think it's twenty or twenty five. I'm pretty sure. That's not bad yeah, at all. I I, 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 th- I don't think it's it's really that expensive because they had been doing things on Twitch, and then there was a lawsuit with one of I think I think it was something it was something with one of their like TV providers in Mexico. So they had to stop putting things on Twitch and I, I don't know what ever happened. And like, I don't know, it doesn't really, I like, I read the observer every week and it doesn't really come up anymore. So, and they were having, AAA was having a lot of visa problems too at one point. All right. And one of the main events actually will feature, uh, let's see, what was that? Uh, Ultimo Dragon still out there against, yeah. uh, in Pentagon uh, Zero, which that oh. should be a, fun match Ultimo Ultimo dragon showing up on monday night nitro with what was it eight belts nine oh belts. yes man that dude was over instantly in my household <laughs> like <laughs> who is this guy all right so we He's have awesome. our call awesome so we have our first caller on the line shane go ahead unmute yourself whenever you're ready how's it going thank you so much for calling back yeah of course how y'all doing guys oh doing good hey. Uh, also, something I wanted to say uh, real quick, uh, the Defy show y'all were talking about on Pluto, it's actually going to be their first live stream. They're actually going to play it live on Saturday. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's the wild one, so it's like John Moxley, Swerve Strickland's in there, uh, a lot of people. Yes, it's really, really cool. Um, so I called in specifically because I'm glad y'all brought up the idea, that, like a very good thing, obviously, that AEW allows wrestlers to you know, go places and work, you know, other promotions and other promotions are doing this too. And you see kind of, you know, this kind of shifting in and out. And it's because it frustrates me because on like Twitter and stuff, you'll get these, you'll get like these WWE people who are kind of, who will like talk about AEW Dark as if it's like a one-to-one comparison between like main event. And they'll talk about and they'll like kind of bitch and moan about, you know, not seeing these big stars every, all, every week, and oh, now they're just on dark every week, and like, you know, y'all were just complaining about them, WWE using people on main event, and now your favorite people are on dark, and it's like, they're not even close to being yeah, the it's same Yeah, it's very people. different. <laughs> yeah. It's a very different thing, because I, now dark could use some improvements, the number one thing I would For do sure. is no no more tryouts, no more trials, no more people who aren't signed, I'd use the people who are yeah, signed, give them storylines, hell, make and make Elevation, make it a two-hour women's show, show clips from, you know, the women's promotions in Japan that you work with if you need to pad it out. That's what, like, those that's matches, what, yeah, those matches need some stakes, because on, honestly, like, a lot of them, they're just like, you know, two, three minutes, like, okay, I just saw Willow Nightingale get beat, which is a crime, and... <laughs> Yeah, you know, a few minutes, and it's like you could really make these shows like, you know, have a little more investment in the story there that could like actually, you know, work well to actually build these new stars. Like they're trying to do with Marina Shafir, and I don't know how well it's translating so far for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, like I, if anything, I just want them to put more care into Dark. Like, if there's no problem, if my favorite wrestler was on Dark period every week and but it was well used i would watch every week what do i care if it's on youtube that doesn't matter to me at all yeah, yeah. and i mean back in the day uh, you know all like in wcw all the wrestlers were on like saturday, saturday night, saturday night main of yeah. uh, the in morning fact, show worldwide, sunday worldwide sometimes was like the worldwide like, like sneaky like like really good matches would just get like randomly on there Yes, yes. Back in the day, 
you know, even in like late 80s, early 90s, I mean, that was all you had. So you would have what's what, what one of the things I think is cool on dark, on, particularly on dark elevation is they all have these six person teams that sometimes make sense. Like, OK, well, those are all the baby faces. Those are all the heels. But then there'll be ones that like they seem like like kind of randomly put together Survivor Series teams and it has like that same energy of like a WCW Saturday night main event where like Vader, Rick Rude, and ah, yeah. like Shanghai Pierce would take on Sting and like Marcus Alexander Bagwell and somebody else. And yeah, that that type of stuff is fun. I like yeah, that. Shit. It's, yeah, exactly. It's so fun. In fact, this week's Dark Elevation I thought was really good. They had a fucking Minoru Suzuki match. Wild. Oh, yeah. And what's, yeah. what's really cool is, I, I realized this in the last couple of weeks, they must not tell people what the matches are going to be. Because when people realized it was Suzuki, and this happened later on in the same show with the Hardys, they had no idea what was coming. Because when that music hit, and they didn't they didn't hit the orchestra stuff at the beginning. It went right into into the song. That crowd, the roar from that crowd, they were like, What what what? You know? <laughs> um and then they did the same thing with the Hardys later where I forget who they were teaming with, but it was just like and their you know, their teammates and like the Hardy music hit and that crowd flipped out. So that's yeah. cool too. Yeah, because like so I actually went so I went to the the AW Rampage in uh, Garland, they did the Battle of the Belts tapings, and they also taped episodes of Dark, like, in that. So there were, like, three different shows being filmed that night. And so, like, whenever they would do the Dark matches, uh, they didn't tell – yeah, they didn't. there was no announcement as to who was going to be there. So whenever yeah. I saw, like, Swerve Strickland just pop out and then Keith Lee, like, that place, like – that place like went crazy because yeah, they didn't tell us like some of these bigger stars were going to be here. So it really is genuinely like, Holy shit, who they got next for this dark match. And that was really fun that whole night because like, even though it was dark, you like clearly they brought like, you know, some of their big players. So like, it was really cool. Just like here's dark or dark elevation. And boom, there, you know, it is like, you know, a, of Keith Lee comes out and like, yeah, that's, and that's a really cool thing. And it's a good thing. They move people around because you know, keep people fresh, keeps things interesting, gives people time off for God's sake. Yeah, well, the other person who was on Dark Elevation as well, uh, and he'd been there once before, but from uh, DDT, was uh, uh, Kanesuke Takashida as well. Yeah. Because he, he's he's back, um, I guess it's like an excursion for him. Um, you know, he's going to be in AEW for a while, and he looked great. He wrestled, I'm, I'm looking up the result. Oh, oh, that's right. He wrestled Brandon Cutler. Oh, nice. And, you know, looked really good. Yeah, it was Minoru Suzuki over QT Marshall. And then... Oh, yeah, so here's an example of the sixth person I was talking about. Anna Jay, Ruby Soho, and Sky Blue defeated Emi Sakura, The Bunny, and Nyla Rose. That's like a WCW yeah, a... Saturday Night main event. Wrong oh, result, though. Yeah. Obviously the wrong result, uh, for unfortunately. Yeah, and and so that that's like a really cool thing. And then, that's a cool and, match, and Penta and Max Caster was the main event. That's a cool show. Yes, that's uh-huh. a fun show. That's a fun wrestling show. I think they just do it a disservice by not 
working on the storyline. Saturday night has storylines, intense yes. storylines, you know, keep it going. If they had, you know, they had jobbers, but they were, you know, journeyman jobbers who, you know, always looked good and made the other guy look good. And Joe they weren't Maggs just, they weren't tryout Khan. matches. Tony Khan, you're the one supposed to be watching the tryout matches, not me. That's not my job. You got to pay me to do that. All right. It's your job to book the new wrestlers, sign the contracts, and then actually book them uh, when they're on dark. And speaking of booking, hey, we have our third guest on Lachlan. Go ahead and unmute yourself, introduce yourself, and get your plugs in. Oh my gosh. I uh, I wish I had like a good excuse for why I'm so late, but I just got high and forgot. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. I I've got I have a I've got a very particular kind of brand to maintain. Um and so I'm I'm glad to follow through. But yeah, speaking of brands to maintain, um I'm fucking excited cuz if you were in the D.C. area, we all know D.C. Brow. You've probably yes. enjoyed one of their fine alcoholic beverages before. Uh, but, you know, long story short, D.C. Brow's been a, sort of the unofficial home, I think, to independent wrestling in Washington, D.C. for a long time. Um, and this Saturday is their 11th anniversary. So they're having a big blowout because, you know, obviously couldn't celebrate it last year. Um, and I was really excited when they approached me to book a couple matches for this just because like you know one i fucking love dc brow awesome place all that stuff but it was fun to book for once because i tend to not do any of that um i tend to work other parts of the office but yeah so this weekend we've got matches between 2 and 3 p.m and then 4 and 5 loud boys are playing they are loud boys that's for sure uh and then there's a surprise band headlining after all the wrestling wraps up so it's gonna be a long day man like uh, really long <laughs> but what you, are, are... you are debuting as a ring announcer yes i am i'm making my ring announcing debut full disclosure uh lachlan i guess you're my <laughs> boss uh <laughs> so i i have to say good things about the show but i'd be excited for the show either way i went to the last uh i went to uh, the last show uh that we were at uh where we see some of the same wrestlers and it was absolutely phenomenal so please tell us about this card absolutely um so you know in being given sort of just like hey we will write checks for people who you want to see wrestle um what can you make happen? So when I was putting the wrestling part of this festival together, uh, I really wanted it to be all DC, right? So that made it very obvious. We've got Billy Dixon, who's Chocolate City champion, um, and one of my closest friends who we've worked on uh, Butch versus Gore and pro wrestling vibe together for years now. Um, O'Shea Edwards, obviously the final champion of the now defunct primetime pro and another close friend where I'm like, need to bring you back. Um, Kings of the district. They were belt holders for primetime pro as well. Huge fixtures at DC brow. I'm so bummed because when I went into booking, that's who I pulled as the tag team that I really wanted to show off, but they will unfortunately not be there. Um, so we have other cool people coming for that. We can circle back. And then obviously Trisha Dora, our yes. the world champion, right? Um, and so I went to all four of these groups or wrestlers and I just said like, all right, 
what do you want? Like, what do you want? Who do you want? Um, money's not really an object. Uh, we just want to put on bangers and fuck around and have fun. You know, this isn't like, I, I work a lot of queer promotions, a lot of very political promotions with like really, really strong messages. Like, I just want to fuck around and drink beer this weekend. Um, so that's, that's how I booked. I'm like, let's, what, what do you want? Money's no object. What do you want to have happen? Billy obviously says he wants the indie wrestling TV world champion, AC Mack, who's fucking incredible. He was, at oh. a, yes. Yeah. He's, so he's been blowing up. On Twitter, yeah, everybody's been posting AC Mac. He was amazing at Butch versus Gore in March 2020. He was the winner of the Pride of Primetime, and he was supposed to have a he was supposed to get a title match with O'Shea Edwards for that. That's what he'd won, um, and he was incredible. It was it was one of those like, you know, for Butch Butch versus Gore and two marches ago it happened at a time where there wasn't this hotbed of queer indie wrestling the same exact way right so we're like how can we get all as many people as possible on this show so it was a it was a six way and um yeah i don't know it's it's one of the rare times where there have been that many wrestlers in a ring in some kind of like scramble-esque match where i can remember every single spot because everyone was just so fun but he killed it so i'm so excited to see him and billy go at it uh i haven't promoted that particular match as much just because the dc commission might be a little upset with me and billy so i've been kind of quiet about him being there on saturday but what are you gonna do yeah um (laughs) 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 yeah i'm not gonna go into too much detail but it's fun um by fun, I mean just like bureaucratic hell. But so then, you know, I go to Trish. Trish, who do you want? She wants Killian McMurphy. Of course, I'm going to give you Killian McMurphy. He's such an asshole. The goons have become like such a little shit stirring favorite faction in the DMV. So I was really thrilled that that was her answer in the first place, just because, like, you know, great, cool. Somebody else, somebody else who's already important in some of the, the over overarching dc area storylines um and then for the tag match i am putting mv young and logan black on a team and they are going to be facing off against two of the goons who killian will be bringing with him i'm super 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 excited ak and rob it's going to be nuts i love tag action um and then finally the uh the crown jewel for the whole day just because this was the defining feud for Primetime Pro. Um, O'Shea Edwards finally getting that very last match to put a nice bloody bow on the story that he had with Bro Keller. Uh, Bro Keller was one of our champ. He was our champion before O'Shea had taken that belt off of him with Primetime Pro. Um, and everybody called like dc brows dc bro it was such a fun moment um he was he's incredibly talented but i it's been a long time since we've seen him in uh in this part of the mid-atlantic so i'm i'm excited because that rivalry was like (sighs) i don't know it was the first big rivalry to really 
blow up in DC because there hadn't been indie wrestling in DC for a really long time. Um, and just like the, the contempt and hatred that these two guys have for each other is really fucking fun. So yeah, I booked that match because I like, I like time loops and this is their either fourth or fifth match at DC Browse specifically together. And I want them to kill each other and I don't want to see it ever again after this. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That That's a, that's a booker folks. That's a booker <laughs> talking to you right there. Uh, a lowercase B booker. I, uh, <laughs> definitely the the bro motor if you will but uh, it's been thrilling and then of course i literally just booked you because i was like fuck y'all i want to put leslie lee the third thank you <laughs> so much <laughs> on I, the microphone. Like, I appreciate it i'll see if i can be a ring i think i got it i think i get ladies and gentlemen i gotta practice i'll practice out in the field somewhere it's just, hard when yeah. you have an apartment I do it. Uh, I used to do it driving around when I was training. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do I'll do it, it when I'm car. walking. I'll do it when I'm walking my dog. There uh, you go. Do it. do it to people. Just randomly. <laughs> announce. Well, I actually have. I, I, I'm no joke. I have been practicing just random things. Anytime I see a wrestler's name, I just practice. Like I don't mm-hmm. think that Ken Shamrock is going to show up, but if he does, I'm prepared. <laughs> I have the cadence for Ken Shamrock uh, down. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, no, I was just like, all right, I don't feel like ring announcing. I want to drink beer and yell a bunch and just make sure everybody gets paid at the end of the day. I don't want real responsibility. So, uh, yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, who's this new ring announcer? I'm like, ah, he has like a podcast or something. I don't know. Some guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will get you less respect in a wrestling locker room, by the way, <laughs> you have a podcast. It's, it was really funny when you were there for a fight club because like people would talk to you and come back and then be like, okay, I just looked that guy up on Twitter and like, he knows a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, this is not, this is the secular press, not the wrestling press. <laughs> well, with wrestling, you know, I, 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 I love it too much to be objective. I, 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 I take all, I put on and all, take on and off my critic hat when I'm talking wrestling. Cause just cause I love it too much to be uh, objective about it. But, oh, Shane, are you, you're still on the line. If you had another question, go ahead and unmute yourself if you want to ask another question. But Lachlan, thank you so much for that great intro. We're going to go ahead, get back to our callers and then call it a night so we can get to the wrestling show happening tonight, 8 p.m. AEW Dynamite. What's up, yeah, Shane? Just, uh, just one last question, then I'll go let the other caller get down. Um, is it going to be streaming anywhere at all, like in the future, like available to watch? No, you have to be there. Oh, it's live only. Okay, well, I'm it's in Texas, live so only. I'm trying I guess to I'll make just go live fuck myself. <laughs> Sorry about that, Shay. But hey, that's how it is. Sometimes we we're actually incredibly spoiled when it came to like uh, streaming because it was oh, yeah. not possible to ro- watch an indie show True. live or within three or four months up until very recently. Actually. Very, very, very recent. That, that, that's yes. very true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go it's, ahead and go. And, uh, thank you all. Thank you so much, Shane. It's uh, kind of a weird luxury to not have streaming or filming happening only because like, you know, this, these are matches that are happening and then they will exist just in everybody's memories. So we can just chill. 
Like yeah. there's no pressure. It's yeah. literally just for fun. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It takes the pressure off me as a ring announcer too, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But I actually do like the idea of just doing a show and it being that because I mean most wrestling was that most of the time. That's why you could run the same show in more than one town. <laughs> you uh you can't possibly fuck up worse than I did at my ring announcing debut when I misread my cue card uh and announced Nick Cage as MDR. Oh, sorry, Not Lachlan. Today. I think Not we're losing you a little I, bit. Uh, or maybe just me. I'm losing you a little bit. I heard Nick Cage, but that's it. Uh, but Hanzi, if you want to unmute yourself, go ahead. Yo, what's going on, man? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I hear you, Hansi. Lachlan, are you back yet? Let me see. You're you're super delayed for some reason. Sorry about that. Uh, But, Hansi, go ahead. Did you have a question? Oh, well, no. First of all, congratulations on the ring announcing gig, brother. Oh, thank you Uh, so much. Much appreciated. Yeah, man. What's it called? You know, just practice. Watch your Paul Heyman's and, you know, just, you know. My, you know, just get get that shit going. No, but um, no, I I want to quickly say that um, yeah, no, Impact. I I really enjoyed the uh, the the whole journey. Like the thing is, like I, I was hoping that Josh Alexander would have uh, got the title, obviously, because I didn't want like the cause, like, you know sometimes it's hit or miss with Impact in the sense that everyone's willing to go oh lol Impact right, and I I, I didn't want like because like I was worried with the build that maybe Scott Demore was gonna like screw over or something like that, but I'm glad they actually went through with it and they actually made the whole six-month storyline. You know, Josh Alexander feels like a big fucking deal, and uh, I'll, I'll say this before I go, um, uh, that I'm looking forward to AW because I'm looking forward to Serena D versus Sheeta. I think this is one of the better women uh, bills they've done. I think that like the way they space it out, this is started in October, and they've managed to like now have their fifth match now, and like this is a lot better than how some of the feuds in AW AW go where they constantly have non-stop matches in different variations and think that like that will be compelling you know what I mean they, they, they gotta get away with that and the way that they they, they built the Sheeta and um, Dee feud I think that should be the standard of how you kind of built some of these women feuds up because this is one of the more anticipated matches for me and I'm also looking forward to FDR facing each other I, I suspect we're gonna see a lot of Bret Hart and Owen Hart shit it kind of reminds me of when Owen Hart and, uh, and Bret Hart uh, no own heart and bulldog fought for the european title in the final oh, yes. I, w- I i actually wish that this was not a qualifying match i actually wish that they both qualified and at least you had you, you you'd build up some hype and anticipation yes. for a first round match and i'll leave you guys with that uh you guys did a great job and leslie man uh it's always good to talk to you brother uh great to talk to you too brother and yeah i actually don't know first of all why they're doing qualifying matches to be honest yeah it's and- very strange that they're I, I guess it's to get more people on tv but but um, some of those people like don't need to be on tv right now like you have people in the wings that you could be putting on tv and meaning meaningful tournament matches like it's nice to give people a trial and some of them have been pretty cool but if it were me i probably wouldn't make that that call you know i think it's very nice this is a very nice thing well, to do one but of like the other interesting things about that match is punk's gonna be announcing oh yes so well, yo i wonder what you know intrigue is going on there you know and i was thinking about it today like what if 
you know, you know, FTR's gone out of their way in the the promotional video for the match and on social media to be like, look, this is just a gentlemanly thing. But what what if this gets a little out of hand and they need somebody to to they they need a Brett to settle it between <laughs> Owen and Davy. Oh my god. I god, I think they're gonna do something like that. I think they, they probably that. will. I oh need, my I god, that's Sam, so I need CM Punk uh uh anti American Canadian hero or something. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh but Lockley, I'm so sorry. I think your app is bugging. Are you back? I th- yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So Okay, so you said you were announcing Nick Gage and Oh, did it really cut off there? Yes shit oh my god okay so i was super fucking green man like the reason i got booked and i will admit this forever is because before i transitioned i had massive titties like enormous so i <laughs> i got i got in announcing with nova pro just by like being kind of mean and hot so that paid off for me in the long run um and so i'm there just like dumb as fuck but super excited and Oh my God, that day was so chaotic. I'm going to make this really fast, really fast, because I know the show's coming up soon. But I got there and um, Harlow O'Hara was there and needed uh, holy water for a spot with Joey Ryan for some reason. And so she's like, we need holy water. And so the promoter like sends me, the fucking ring announcer, out to go find holy water for the spot. And, like, send us to a Christian bookstore. Holy Water's Catholic. There's no fucking Holy Water in a Christian <laughs> bookstore. And I'm like, why don't you just get a spray bottle and put water in it? Like, what's going on? It was ridiculous. So I get back, and I haven't had time to be a little Boy Scout with my cue cards to go write down everybody's information. So one of the old ring announcers just passes his off. Cool, right. I cannot read his handwriting for the life of me. So I'm up there. And again, titties out, right? Uh, <laughs> announcing Nick Gage, like shitting my pants. Nick Gage, and I said he was representing because I read it wrong. MDR, not MDK. Oh, it was well, terrible. It oh. was terrible. Well, I, I I feel like MDR is close enough. Like it feels it feels like murder. It's it murder, feels- death, Rihanna. But <laughs> oh, like, there you go. It was humiliating, and this is at the fucking Annandale fire department like there are some like good old fellas sitting in that front row who were ready to correct me so yeah that was my my debut (laughs) oh that's so fun that's so fun well folks that has been our show we're gonna get you over there uh to dynamite but please uh please uh guests please tell people where they can find you get your plugs in right quick thank you so much to our callers love to hear from you every single week much appreciated we still have four minutes before dynamite (laughs) starts so let's not go too quickly because the show that's on before it is repugnant i'm so Uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i do have to cut i do i do i taco taco wants his walk (laughs) but it it, it does see you know i actually think tnt does have what is it um it's a big bang theory right that comes yeah 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 Yeah, it's awful it's awful the tnt lead-ins they were so much better because half the time maybe you get like a snyder movie or at least like one of the decent star wars like half the time now it's just awful yeah we would get we would get the movie with the painting all the time and we'd all get excited um (laughs) for 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 me um i do way too many things um so just look on my twitter and there's links in the profile 
And Lachlan, go ahead. Oh, sweet. Yeah, my my at on Twitter is Budweiser Gay. Just Budweiser Gay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought I thought I thought it was. I changed it. I thought I, it was. But I thought it was like a. Was it? it was Bros of Trilly, but nobody got the fucking joke for like a year. So but I. I, had... I meant the I meant the emphasis. It was. I thought it was Budweiser Gay. Is like, uh, uh, of the Budweiser clan. But the way you said it was just like it's two separate. Just Budweiser gay. It's, it's okay. Bud, I'm a Budweiser gay, like my Bud Light. Um, no, okay. I also want. I also want Budweiser to try to take it from me. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> That's they may my have, overall they, thing. If hey, I I think we are maybe one or two Pride months from that being an official product. You might be able to cash in. At some point, at some point, yeah, I I must. But uh, go walk Taco. You've got a dog to walk. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you all <laughs> so much. Thank you so much, Thank everyone. You. Had a great blast. I'll leave everyone with maybe my announcing uh, icon from Pride. Let's go. These are the dulcet tones of Sandstorm, and you're about to hear Lynn Hart with her beautiful, beautiful voice. I got to meet her once in Japan. She was lovely. It was at after a Rocky Horror Picture Show performance. Have a good night. Enjoy Dynamite. 